We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh. Most times, we go deep. And this is one of those times. Again! It's our third episode covering something. We covered The Walking Dead Season 10, Episode 16. We covered The Walking Dead World Beyond's limited series premiere. And we're covering Fear the Walking Dead Season 6, first episode. I'm glad we're here because the first impressions that I have is holy schnauzers. (laughs) That was a really, 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 really good kickoff. When Reddit has even even softened a bit on their <laughs> anti chambliss and Goldberg stance. You know you're doing something right. But I'm your host, David Cameo. I'm joined by Cosmomom09, Rachel Burt, and Sharon D in the chat. Holla back at you, boy. <laughs> Why I said that. <laughs> but here we, here we are. I really liked it. it. It was a very good first episode. I had to nitpick. I'm not the biggest fan when we do especially premieres uh, all about one character. I mean, I would have liked to see just a little bit about where all the other characters are. Morgan is... He's typical Morgan in this episode till the end. <laughs> like, well, like barely Morgan, if you, if you want to call it that. I mean, if we're being totally honest here, Morgan would be dead. He's not going to survive five to six weeks of an open, bleeding, infectious, oozing. gangrious, oozing, infected wound. But it's Morgan, right? The suspension of disbelief. I'll allow it because he has to survive. <laughs> in, ter- in terms of lore, Morgan doesn't die. And, and in true nature, he doesn't die. And Isaac even says it. Morgan, you can't die. <laughs> don't you remember? Oh, right? yeah. I, f- I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. I, I don't die. <laughs> There's a lack of blood going to my head. <laughs> <laughs> obviously let's let's get one tiny thing out of the way so the walker that that you see right from the beginning the opening shot did you for a second thought think maybe that was morgan for a second just because like the way the feet were kind of like darker and no, no you just you because you, i thought when I, when I was looking at the teasers i almost assumed that was him i i assumed that's what they wanted me to think which is why i didn't well no it was cl- it was clear from the sounds right but like yeah, in, the te- right. in the teasers it kind of looked like him it's like oh wow is this what we're gonna see <laughs> we're gonna see some torture porn um <laughs> but the treat that i got instead was like i don't know if you notice this but when the walkers walking towards the graffiti artists i don't know what to call them yet but right. um you know you see you see this the feet and then you see a side view with the well you see a another view with a cockroach and then eventually i don't know if this is at the end or in the beginning because they show the same shot at the end is the beginning <laughs> it's the same same shot of this walker walking towards this what we find out is a submarine right yeah and and the the roach or whatever that's that's scurrying away the walker actually happens to step on it i don't know if you caught it but it was like no it, it made a sound and it, it actually like this oh like yes this light green goo came out of it <laughs> yeah and i did it, see I that i thought that was quite entertaining that was like a nicotero more blood thing for sure <laughs> More yeah. cockroach I, guts. <laughs> yeah. More slime. It was like double dare. It looked like double dare slime. That's what it looked like. Kinda, Do you remember yeah. double dare? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't want this to be lost on you or anybody else. <laughs> the double dare was a game show where kids would go on and, and fight each other on trivia and they can, you know, double dare, triple dare, and then take a physical challenge if nobody knew it. Well, most of the kids couldn't wait to do the physical challenge. <laughs> so no, nobody learned anything on that show. Uh, so Sharon, he says when, when he spray paints, quote unquote, the end at the beginning, it looks like the before and after placards from season four, when they used to shift in time, some of the episodes actually prepended when they were in the future and when they were in the past. 
Yeah. Gotcha. So, and that's what she's referring to. Yeah. That, that actually, that's actually, that actually makes sense, but it's in reverse. And speaking of reverse, the one thing I wanted to get out of the way also, but seems very, very significant is there's an interesting callback in the beginning when you see whom we now, whom we find out is Emil, uh, the bounty hunter. Now, that whole scene is this weird mirror image of the, the beginning of season four, where you meet John Dory and he's babbling to himself, platypus. Yeah, exactly. Meeting John Dory, uh, Sharon, he says. And it's this weird thing where, you know, obviously John Dory comes across a stranger and saves his life from a walker. And, you know, someone there. Yeah, exactly. She's saying he's saying the same words as someone there. But the bottom line is that this scene looks a lot like John Dory meeting Morgan for the first time. And yet it's like this dark mirror of, you know, down to Morgan didn't want anything from John, like not even beans, which is the same food, I think, if I remember right, that John was offering. Uh, and I remember distinctly making fun of Morgan needed to sleep in the back of the truck because John was too busy snoring and farting, you know, <laughs> in the front seat. But, you know, Walter happens to take the beans and eats them heartily. Like this guy is more than happy to take advantage of this, not take advantage, but to avail himself of Emil's services. Let me read what Charity says. So I'm thinking that the title, The End of the Beginning, doesn't only refer to Morgan at the end of Morgan Jones becoming whatever the heck he's going to be, but also that we're seeing the end of the half season arc at the beginning so what we're going to see through the rest of the season is both current time period and going back to see what happened to everybody in the five to six weeks after Morgan was shot, but we saw the end of the arc at the beginning of the season. Because, first of all, because of this style of filming, Rachel, sorry to disappoint you, but you're going to see a lot more of these character-focused episodes, meaning it's not bottle episodes, but you have a handful, one or two, maybe three or four characters being focused on for the entire episode. You know, you'll get their point of view wherever they go. You will cross paths with other characters here and there, but that's the style that it's going to be. But what I want to mention was one of the interesting things the fan reactions was it's a shame we lost that guy the bounty hunter emile i think i think larue or josiah larue or something yeah emile larue emile josiah larue or something like that so they were kind of sad that he was gone so soon he was pretty badass you know determination in his eyes expert bloodhound skills and so what i was saying to them is that because of the way this is being filmed you know we could see him in earlier scenes where maybe walter and his key the key that he eventually gets from Walter when he beheads him because he had been the one searching for Walter the entire time. That key will come up. You even see a sneak peek with Morgan looking down at the key he ultimately receives from Emil going, what do you unlock? So I have a feeling we may see him again. It won't, I won't be sad if we don't. And Sharon is just dumping all her thoughts. <laughs> and on the other side of that, I, I said, I wasn't too worried about June because Jenna was filming and Robbie reminded me that it was an anthology style. Right, exactly. So, so, because they're filmed in such a way even though Jenna is filming we may see her this may be a prior scene we may be going backwards and it kind of dovetails onto the conversation we had about how series start filming and sometimes the first episode isn't the first one they film so we don't know and that's the thing Sharon D we don't know so no sad face the wind always wins Chambliss Chambliss and and Goldberg decide (laughs) (laughs) they're the wind wind. yes a foul wind no jk jk i like their storytelling i liked once upon a time eric brought up a good point he wanted to know why emil was letting walter eat his beans when he had planned on killing him i mean food's got to be scarce you know i think it makes for easy prey like you're trapping a sure you're trapping a raccoon sort of thing you're like oh here enjoy this trash i've given you And he's more than happy to take it, too. It's like when you can lull a a victim into a sense of comfort, and which clearly worked, (laughs) 
You got him in your snares, you know? He's a bounty hunter. I mean, he's, do he's doing his job. And, Sh and Sharon is even saying, he seems to be honorable with his own kind of code, so maybe it was the kindness to let the man die comfortably, which we have seen him kind of sure. do. There is this sort of weird parlay. You know, ah, it's just a job. It's just, just what I got to do. You know, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Brings up the social contract to Isaac. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there is some sort of, there's some sort of honor amongst thieves kind of thing going on here, too. And that's the thing, like, that's why I think people like this character is because he's not just <laughs> this single tracked kind of mind. You know what I mean? He's got some layers to him, like Althea in a weird way. I, I, I hope you're right. I hope we kind of go back and forth and he shows up in other episodes because, I mean, even though he had a bad job to do, I, I really liked the character. I was excited to see him. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was cool. Oh, yeah. And then and then he gets, you know, he gets his own little montage, right? The, the opening intro sequence. Do you think that was him? That was the second question. You're, you're jumping ahead. <laughs> but let's let's assume it's him for now just because i want to talk about the sequence because did you like the changes i think most people have said yes but i'm curious um i was conf i was confused at first because you only see like the one person and then the dog's next to him too so i was more confused than anything and then um, of course we meet that character right away and i'm like really we're, we're putting bad guys in our title sequence okay hmm that's weird and then he dies and i'm like okay maybe they'll have like a different bad guy in each one that seems like a lot of work and then obviously as soon as morgan looks over at that new badass weapon i'm like it's morgan it's, Mor it's not it yeah it's morgan oh, in the oh, title sequence i see i mean you could even say it's it's um it's emil but because I, I mean i was gonna say oh do you think because i really don't know you really can't tell it's hard to tell right i think that's on purpose yeah yeah exactly exactly as mm -hmm. things unfurl you're gonna start to realize there's a lot going on there see sharon d i kind of had the same th i wonder if they're going to feature the central character in each title card i kind of had that thought too but that seems like a lot of extra work look it's not different than what they did last year and the year before but i think they're doing just a lot more simple silhouette style graphic art style openers i just wanted to get your impressions on what what whether you like the changes, you know, between this season and the last two. Like, even the music is a little bit different. Don't know that I noticed a, a change in the music. I mean, it had sort of the same feel anyway. Yeah, the same general tune. But yeah. there, there, there was a little, it was a little parred down a bit. You could hear a little bit more the, of the instruments. And I think it had a lot more simpler refrain. Um, I don't know if I like the title opening just yet i don't know i don't know that the idea of just having a single person there was different I'm, right i don't dislike it I, I i just need to i i don't know i'll like it more after next week i think when i have a better idea of what they're going to be doing well, <laughs> i'd like you to watch out for one detail that you may have missed in that title sequence as the character you know obviously moves out and into a wider shot you look mm -hmm. in the bottom left in the background you'll see walkers actually pop up like this like kind of like a pop-up book almost oh okay yeah it's really subtle and really <laughs> cool. They'll, they'll, they kind of they kind of come up from the ground, you know, backwards to forwards like this, you know, with mm -hmm. their arms kind of going out. So they're like on their <laughs> on their back and going out, like kind of like a pop up book almost, yeah. but like very fluid. And it's like about two or three. Yeah, that is cool. There's little things you can pick out as it as it moves outward. Let's go back to the general overall fan criticism, aka Carol uh, is. <laughs> She, I mean, she's never liked the music. She's never liked the opening sequence. It's like, it's different, but mm -hmm. most people don't. Most people like the original, you know, seasons one through three. <laughs> 
like that opener. And didn't that have like the the screechy blaring alarm? Yeah, I hated that. I, I hated, hated that, that too. I just yeah, there's no, it doesn't say anything. And you know what? The show didn't deliver on that, in, in my opinion. Like that fear, The Walking Dead. They gave that name to the series, but it just didn't feel that way. It felt like it was about a family, you know, a family just trying to move through this thing. And so. Mm-hmm. But let's let's run defense. Like even now, I don't feel like the name even applies anymore. Or maybe this season will change my mind. Like this season may be Fear the Walking Dead. So Sharon's been actually doing a catch up. She's been watching season one oh, yeah. of Fear the Walking Dead, and yeah, she didn't like the siren thing either. Oh, and World Beyond Shadow, they were playing Monopoly like the Clark family was at the beginning of the outbreak. Mm. I mean, what better, right? What better? <laughs> World well, Beyond uh, the game of life, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when we were doing the teaser breakdowns of the Fear of the Walking Dead trailer and we were obsessing over who Walter ultimately was, but we, yeah. were, we were saying it was Raleigh and I'm not 100% certain it isn't, but I'm pretty sure it isn't. I, I'm with you. Like this, this guy resembled him a, a lot. lot. If, it, if it's not the same guy, it, yeah, it could be his brother. <laughs> remember the same nose shape, the same beardish kind of. Oh yeah. We did a side by side of the photos in the trailer even. I mean, it was, we were all pretty convinced it was going to be him um but but then it would it would be confusing because uh last time we saw him he was um he was still with logan's group right we thought dwight had kind of put a worm in his ear but it didn't really pan out and he was still with logan unless Ginny snatched up that whole crew i don't see him carrying a key around and after like Ginny killed all those people almost i think or at least at least logan at least doris i could imagine that they need some hands left to actually run these this equipment or like some people that they can some assholes like raleigh to like run those communities and stuff like that but you know to kind of quell sharon yeah i don't i don't think it is him either but uh shame they should have used him, whatever. But I guess that, I guess, well, it makes sense though, because what it seems to be that this key, the person, Walter, was actually supposed to meet these guys at the end of this, well, the beginning and the end of this season, of this episode, actually. And he was the one who was supposed to meet up with them, give them the key, you know, and now they have to move because it's not safe there anymore. Wherever there is with the big ass submarine. So we don't know what it unlocks. We don't know what it's for. You think those guys were waiting for Walter? They say they should have been here by now. We need that key. So one thing that I noticed, okay, we, we see Morgan wake up. He's in a limo, etc. And, uh, and, you know, obviously Virginia's rangers are clomping back clomping on by shoots the walker that it busts out a window morgan crawls out of the limo and there's something written on something just faded away written on the side of the limo and i'm hoping that sharon may have it but it looked to me that it said almost one of two things just period i don't think it's that but it would make a lot more sense if it said just perdad so instead of just live, just perdad, just die. What language is that? Spanish. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. Perdad means like like death. Like I think, right? Muerta is death. Oh, lost. So perdad is to lose, but also like I think it also means to die. Like lose people, lose myself. It's barely visible, but it's weird and it's just it's there and it really caught my eye. Just a small post production note. Even though we're both right about the definitions by the end of this, uh, we're both technically wrong because the limo says literally just married. So, there you go. <laughs> Do you remember when we were watching the intros, sorry, the trailers, and, and the walkers seem to walk away from Morgan? We find out that obviously it's because his, his wound is getting a little stinky, a little, little gang, gangrenous. You've not seen something like this on the show where walkers just avoid people. You see it with the guts, but you never see it oh, to yeah. where a wound um, is so stanky. It, I mean, it just, yeah, Morgan should have been dead. He should be dead. And the, yeah. the walkers know it too. Would you say that he's the walking dead? <laughs> 
Well, I think everyone is. <laughs> oh, snap, with a clap back. Oh. Um, oh, hey, oh, you got me. He probably smells a lot like beta a lot like beta did. Yeah, maybe. No, I think I'm going to be real here. I think Morgan smells worse. <laughs> Just, just putting it out there. You're, pro- you're probably right. I, yeah, I've, I've smelled infectious wounds before. And really? Not- yeah, I worked in an animal hospital for seven years. Oh my god! I, <laughs> the, the tales your nose would tell. I can only imagine. You, I'm so ready for the smells of the apocalypse. That's what I can tell you. <laughs> god, I mean, do you think you could get used to that smell though? Yes, you can. I'm no, telling I mean- you, you can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, after a while, you don't need the smelling salts like right here. I got a little smelling yeah. salts. Well, s- s- your smell is like you do get used to things the fastest. You'll get used to the most horrific smelling anything faster than you'll get used to like a horrible taste of something. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, because nine tenths of taste taste is smell, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and Sharon, he says, oh, yeah. I worked in a horse stable. You get used to it. Yeah, you do. You do. Have you gone nose you become, blind? Like, you become like immune to it. I just like this mechanic because it was kind of when we saw that walkers were avoiding him, we were like, what? 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 Did you did you <laughs> think that? OK, so that's a good, better question. Did you think that that might have been the case? I think all of us might have thought that it had some maybe spooky reason, like like Morgan doesn't die and yet maybe he's dead. I think Charity, yeah. I think you may have even said that Morgan is dead, something like that, like where where he isn't really alive. This is before we even saw the the episode, and like like he was never alive to begin with. What did you think was the explanation for that back then? Well, first of all, it's Morgan. So I, he's like standing there waiting to die and he's not going to because he's Morgan. So right. my first thought is he's going to let this walker just devour him. Right. And then, and then he walks past him. And then I thought, okay, maybe Morgan is also trying to figure out uh, what's going on. Like maybe he's trying to test if he, you know, if they're just going to walk past him or if they'll attack him. And then as soon as he talks, you know, he says, hey, I'm here. Then it turns right around here. and he's like, oh, food ah. yeah i really oh. like that line too like it, there's something weird about like a recurring catchphrase a recurring phrase it's like music in a weird way <laughs> like it's like I'm in right a way here. yeah it's like pop music almost you know how like you have the hook that's that's morgan morgan's hook the chorus you know <laughs> let's, let's we can do like a rock song of all his his re- repeating lines throughout this episode but like that would be the hook it's like you know i'm right here yeah. it'd be it'd be like a death metal song i'm right here <laughs> remix Right. Um, yeah, I like I like that they brought that back around though. You know, the first time he said that line, it it was more you know kind of sad. Like he knew he was gonna die or he wanted to die, but knew he couldn't. And then you know by the end when he says it again, it has a completely different meaning, and it's like he's like revitalized by by then. I really had a hard time thinking of what the meaning behind the both of these things were too. Like okay, yes, the second time was was in search of, or in purpose of trying to get this thing over there like he's struggling he's trying to get through the damn damn gates right and then and then he's looking behind him and he sees that isaac joins him up until the moment you know morgan is setting out to the gates you're like thinking to yourself man do we really trust isaac though yeah i still in the back of my mind was like mm, right gave like, him the gun like oh I'm, I'm gonna walk two days around why, why? when i've got a killing if- machine <laughs> I'm kidding. And if he always and if he always had that way in, why didn't he go there first? That was my first. When he mentioned the other opening, I thought, why aren't you already halfway through that entrance then? Right, because his wife was already in in labor, so he would he would not have made it back in time. 
but he knew that if Morgan busted through, well, his wife has somebody by his by her side to help to de- deliver the baby. So now he's okay with going around. But it's this weird thing. Okay. Oh, it's this weird yeah. thing. Like, but even still, let's throw all of that away. Like, because we can just as easily assume that his story is not true <laughs> at all. But I'm- when when Morgan looks behind him as he's struggling, he's on his knees. He sees Isaac is just coming to his defense, and at that moment, he's like, "Shit! If this guy is willing to actually put himself in danger, not for me, but for his family, you know, after seeing me struggle, like he and he knows there's no other choice. His story must be true, and we got to get the shit over this baby, right? To his yeah, wife." Yeah. And so, but let's go back to the first one. The first time he says it, right outside the limo, the walker walks past him. And what do you think he's feeling in that moment? You think he's, you seems like what you're saying is, I want to be devoured. I'm not 100% sure, though. I'm not sure. Well, I was between, between that and him trying to figure out, um, you know, why they're, why they're walking past him. Do you think or that he, if, he, he thinks he's not here? Well, I don't know. I, I didn't think that. He was just trying to figure out, you know, why, why they're not attacking him. Morgan has always had this issue of wondering whether or not he's worth living he's worth being alive and i wonder sometimes because in spite of himself he lives and he's found out that when you're when you live long enough you know you find out you can do the impossible is possible that sort of thing right he's learned this already he learned he's learned that he doesn't have to lose people and lose himself so what is this morgan thinking you know that's that's what i'm thinking that's i'm trying to put myself in his headspace do you know what i mean and so mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be a part of the world again he doesn't i mean and i think part of that is maybe also due to the fact that jenny may still be looking for him he has the note on him already so he's read it already you know the note that he shows to Isaac later. You have something to do. She, with the note, which basically says, you don't know me, but I heard your message. You need to do the same. You still have things left to do. Which, and the message being, which he reveals to Isaac later on is the just live message. This person's telling him he needs to live too, because he's not done doing shit. Right. Which is, which is nice. But honestly, in that opening scene, like you said, he has that note on him, but I still, I don't know. I still think in that moment, he would be okay with dying. I I don't know that he wants, maybe it's wrong to say he wants wanted it but right if that right. if that walker would have started chomping on him i think he would have been okay in that moment to go right yeah i mean i guess right because then he he knows his family, you know, his friends, will, you know, they'll eventually figure it out and take care of themselves. Maybe, right? They well, know that they're, him. yeah, they they know that they're safer now that he's out of the picture because they he doesn't pose a threat to them by just by the fact that he's alive. He knows that Virginia is, you know, shot him because people see him as a symbol. It's never been more clear by the end of this episode because what you find out is that Isaac plays cat and mouse a little bit because he says he says he doesn't recognize him at first. Eventually you find out he's been looking at the tapes and the tapes have had a bigger effect than anybody could have, all of us. Okay, the tapes had a bigger effect than all the Reddit users that slam the show about. <laughs> so, <laughs> like everybody that slams right. Fear the Walking Dead season 5 for it being like this humanitarian outreach and nothing really happens and then, and then the beer bottle balloon, but whatever. The fact that they were able to, to do all these things in the second half and film all their accomplishments, but also get to reveal people pieces of themselves they're not they're not done finished with doing like living essentially and not only that but you find out that isaac is invested in the stories <laughs> that are on the tape to the point where he's like hey do you th- what happened to your friends alicia and john and like and he's like i imagine they're you know Ginny split them up split them up right and then you know obviously morgan gets pissed about that but that's not that's not the point the point is he he's so into it and he so believes in what he's got that it has this like revolutionary effect like you can look at morgan as this um the symbol. I mean, none of them knew that he was alive anymore, you know, but they could tell that he was shot. I mean, anybody mm-hmm. in earshot. 
Oh, and, and Sharon D says maybe he's trying to force the idea that he's he's still alive for a reason if if they won't kill him. And that's that's sort of where I'm going with this is that I think he says I'm right here just to at first confirm that he is really alive because he narrowly escaped the Rangers just now. I mean, they must have just blown past and just walked on through. He narrowly escapes a walker. <laughs> and so he's like, am I am I dead? Am I still here? I don't I feel like I'm here. I'm losing half my body, like my blood weight. <laughs> so like what's I used to. Ha- OK, let me just explain this. I used to have these dreams as a kid and this is a little dark for a, for a kid to have. But this is probably due to the nature of the fact that I, I kept moving schools every single year is that like I used to dream that I was dead and I would talk to I would scream at people that couldn't hear me and so you'd walk mm-hmm. around the land of the living completely invisible to them and crying and all this stuff I wake up sniffing and all that stuff it's 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 heartbreaking so like Morgan is kind of like I don't know that he's a seven-year-old kid <laughs> so <laughs> but I do think that maybe part of him is kind of like I'm, I'm right here I'm here and like he's just infor- reinforcing the fact that he's still here but it's all he's got <laughs> He's got yeah. a he's got a catchphrase. If it's been five to six weeks since he's seen anyone or talked to anybody, I mean, it would you would start losing your mind. You know, you would need a reality check like that. So that that definitely makes sense. Mm. Five or six weeks though. Where do you, where do you reference that? Just just what Morgan tells Isaac. Oh oh okay okay yes yeah, so that's what I wanted to know. Okay, I, I, I must right. have missed that. Yeah oh. okay. He he says how long has your wound looked like that? And he mm. said how long has it smelled like that? Yeah. Five five or six weeks. I I lost track of time. So it could be longer even or shorter. Who knows? We're going to get, put this out on the table right now. I'm done with saying it's Madison. And that's the (laughs) second they bring her ass back in. (laughs) I'm kidding. Right. Oh man. So yeah, let's, let's get that out of the way. Yeah. The same thing that he's through thinking it's Madison. No, that Madison wrote the note and stitched up up Morgan. Eric, we've been, we've been like the, the carrot's been dangling in front of us. For three goddamn year, <laughs> two goddamn years, it's not happening. It's not. I'm not right. falling for it. I'll be, although, I'll be pleasantly surprised, but no, nah, I don't think so. Although that would be very um, Madison-ish to stitch him up and then just leave him. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think the the Reddit. I keep bringing them up, but like I think the Reddit community would actually like. Like, okay, they want that return of you know humanitarian. It's like a sour patch kid, you know. First comes the the this the sour, <laughs> and then comes the sweet, you know, like that sort of thing. <laughs> I think Madison. it's the opposite. She comes off sweet and then ends up being sour. I think th- I think it's like one like the Jello one two three. Like there's like layers of of <laughs> fun. Oh yeah, in, in Madison. Like you'll reach a sweet Definitely layer, but then layers. but underneath she's really just like hard as candy, like a hard candy, like they like a, like a jawbreaker. That's that's. You know, it's there you a, go. All right. It's, it's got a marshmallow coating. So you're like squeezing it and you're like, oh, OK, this is something I can bite. You, you <laughs> bite into the marshmallow and you find a jawbreaker. And that's Madison in a nutshell. Well, there she is. in a marshmallow shell, in a marshmallow shell. <laughs> <laughs> with a chocolate right. coating. So that's even more deceiving. But we like being tortured. Did you see um, what Morgan was looking at through the window above the crib? Yes. The mobile, right? The mobile, the mobile of the mobile what looked like. Yeah, I the mobile. Yeah, however you want to pronounce it. There's no yeah. right or wrong way of what looked like carousel horses. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Reminding him of Grace and her baby at the same time. And the baby, right? Oh, oh Double and by juicy. the and by the way, Sharon is saying that the person who stitched Morgan up was Dakota. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that. Dakota. Yeah. Why can't I? Who? Why can't I remember a Dakota? Dakota is somebody we haven't met yet. She is Ginny's Ginny's oh. sister. Oh, 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 oh! Thank you. Okay. P- I knew play, I'd heard the name. Played by not Tony Collette, but Zoe Coletti, which is why it 
screwed with my brain. I'm not sure about that because from what I'm gathering from her synopsis, I think she actually might be worse than Ginny. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Is Dakota, Dakota the younger sister yeah. of Ginny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could tell. Well, that would make sense. The younger sister would be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Kids in the apocalypse, goddammit. <laughs> I mean, like, if anything, she looks kind of like a reflection of Annie in a way. They look about the same hmm. age. Oh, I, so much younger. In real life, I think they are about the same age, too. Look, it seems like this season is tracking to be somewhat of like mirror reflections of what these people were. So meaning you've got the fear of season four, season five characters building goodwill. No one's gone till they're gone. The you take what you need, leave what you don't. And then the other side is just saying, hey, work will set you free. <laughs> like Arbit Mach Fry, like in Auschwitz, which literally kind of looks like what we're talking about here too. From the way Isaac is describing Ginny's community, it's like there's a price to pay to live in the security and it seems too high whereas what they were offering was usa usa (laughs) (laughs) it goes back to that that what was it that uh capitalism versus communism but not to get political not to get political not to get political (laughs) did you look up the coordinates in morgan's backpack or was it just me no i didn't i i've learned (laughs) that on this show when you look up coordinates nothing comes out of it i i did it last year for althea's uh the coordinates where althea's survivors were the people where she last met and i it was not even registerable in google maps or anything like that i tried every which way to get them to work but did you uh, well, if I did it right, yeah, um, my coordinates landed on a road in Texas called Grit School Road. Whoa. Grit School sounds familiar for some reason, says Sharon D. Grit School would sound like something familiar, wouldn't it, though? Well, after Isaac was telling Morgan um, that they were in a lake, he's, you know, oh, my grumpy used to take me to a lake. And Morgan says, where is it? And he said, you're in it. <laughs> this yeah. is the lake. I immediately did a search for, uh, like, flooded towns under lakes. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Uh-huh. And in, in Texas it, specifically, right? In Texas specifically. And I think Lake Buchanan is the closest to the coordinates that are in Morgan's backpack. And it's actually, I I had to guess, uh, I'm going to say maybe 30 to 35 miles down a stretch of highway from where he is. Wow. Yeah. Old Bluffton Ghost Town was flooded in 1938 underneath Lake Buchanan. Wow. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's not unusual too, by the way. You'll hear about this every now and again, where a city has to flood a town in order to you know build their dam. And because obviously, like, there is almost no water out there in the in the Southwest. And so you have to do these things. Like, the Rio Grande has been shrinking ever since and all this stuff. And, you know, you hear about it. At, you, we used to hear about it every year. But now it's just like, okay, boy who cried wolf. It's not dry yet. <laughs> you know, once it's dry and we'll be like, oh, when did that happen? <laughs> it's like, I found a whole list of like a whole bunch of um, flooded towns or sunken towns, they called them. Oh, my gosh. That would be so creepy. That, that might be like the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That's a premise of a show, too. Like how a town had to evacuate because they needed to flood it because the dam was breaking or something like that where they need to relieve mm. pressure from the dam because the dam was was covered was like in front of the town you know and the water was just beyond it but it was it was about to overflow and so they needed to release some of it and i think it was a long time ago it was like 20 years ago or something like that Jeez. and um but this would happen you know like every now and again like every once every i don't know 100 years or so <laughs> and um and you'll see like a complete town get flooded and some people didn't get out in time and then you hear the ghost stories about the people that live on 
under the water. It's, are you talking about a specific place or are you speaking in generality? Because in before I, okay. So the first time I searched the, those coordinates, it landed me someplace in Kansas. And then I realized I did something wrong. Um, but I was, <laughs> but I was looking at lakes um, in Kansas as well. And there's actually Milford Lake, um, oh. which has a sunken town under it as well. And it's because there's one, two, three, four, five, six um, different, like huge floods that, that did like there was loss of life in every single one of them and there yep. was actually a really sad story about the one in 1951 um a Bur man had tied his baby inside of his shirt because they, they were being washed away he tied his baby inside of his shirt and he wasn't going to make it so he took the baby and tied it to the top of a tree branch for rescuers to come and save the child they said it took five hours they listened to this baby scream for five hours before they rescued it before they were able to rescue it right yes yeah. <laughs> they weren't just sitting there on the side going no, is, it no, no. is it worth it before, before it was safe before it was safe enough to take a boat back up to where the baby was yeah right. and even then like they still had to fight the current and like take precaution it was like i'm reading this article like almost in tears oh my gosh yeah, yeah. but yeah and, and notoriously like some of the I, I don't know if this is real or not but you some of these stories would proclaim that like before they would flood these towns you know you had these like cap was it captains of industry you know who are in charge of the dam saying let's do it now you know, you know, I, what's a few lives for, for progress, things like that. You would hear in, in the lore of how these towns got flooded because, you know, the people who survive get to tell the tales, right? So there'd be some shadiness behind usually the, the towns getting flooded, you know, it's not, it. it's not always because of an accident or it's not always because, you know, of an emergency. Sometimes it's because, you know, somebody wants to get some free, re you know, some cheaper real estate after the town gets flooded. <laughs> Or, you know, it's for progress to keep the dam alive. So, you know, things like that. And so, yeah, and there was actually a, a Netflix series that got canceled after its first season that was based on this. Like the the people who died in the flooded town were suddenly coming back 20 years later, but in the same at the, at the same age. And there, and there was some weirdness behind it, too. Like, Ooh. yeah, there's like there's like, you know, some sort of supernatural or maybe not supernatural reason behind it. And I was like, I'm interested. I'm just like it was a hard start. But then, like, I kind of liked it after. For a while and then it got canceled probably so there you go i did like the idea of the dam though isaac's isaac's mm -hmm. dam just sounded like a really cool you know way to do to like keep a community safe what, what do you think though yeah i did i thought that i i did think it was a really cool idea the area that they're in looks does look huge so i'm i'm curious as to like how much space they actually have in there so how safe is it really but you know they'd have to go around and find an entire border before they could really call it safe right like do like a pop proper survey yeah, like a land survey yeah 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 and charity's saying but not not impregnable but pretty close to you know i mean those walls are pretty high so the biggest threat they would have is the crm with their helicopters <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll just come over <laughs> yeah i thought it was a cool idea too like i mean the, he even says out loud you know i didn't even find it when i was a ranger and you know you're talking about people that know the land read maps well and all that stuff and they and they're constantly patrolling out there to find either useful people or people to kill <laughs> and Sharon is yeah. saying anybody with ropes I, but yeah. I, but i think the whole purpose of the dam so look you're looking at it you're looking at this from one side though the the dam on the one side is all slope but the dam on the other side is all drop so you know who knows but let's let's get up over the wall straight down yeah exactly <laughs> and and you know you're gonna need a lot of rope for that look in this world though 
we kind of learned this in season four is that it's slim pickings out there. You know, if the vultures hadn't already got to it, um, you know, everybody else who has survived has usually. So I think we have to play with the cards we're dealt. You know, if they say it's impregnable, we have to admit that it's impregnable. If, if it's slim pickings and you don't have like a, like a steel reinforced grappling rope with uh, unterrible non-hemp fiber weave, etc. I don't know. You know, w- <laughs> would you take the chance at, you know, traversing the walls, right? <laughs> and Charity saying Ty Walker guts together. Not a solid plan. Blood is a lubricant. <laughs> or maybe do a slip and slide. But anyway, <laughs> slip and slide down the side of a dam. But uh, I like the idea of, of, of this impregnable wall that you guys can live in and, and live in like the ruined houses and stuff like that. It does kind of even remind me a little bit of, of Broke Jaw Ranch, like the way they were all set up, the little shacks and stuff like that out, yeah. in, the, out in the middle of the field and greens and stuff like that. Let me just say out, ra- out loud, like what we were saying before the show, I, th- I think I don't even know if I mentioned this on the show, but like the way things unfurl in this episode, it's, there's not a lot to be able to expound upon. There are a couple things here and there that you can like pick at and just say hey this is kind of cool this is a callback so we've always said all along morgan doesn't die and and in my heart i didn't think that he was going to die but um they did a really good job of making making me believe that he could especially at the end of this episode um you know right before emil walks up uh and is about to chop his head off or whatever i thought you know what if if this is how he goes i think they did a really good job of setting us up with isaac you know being able to you know isaac being able to um you know Isaac knows all these other characters, uh, you know, through the tapes or through Morgan. Um, he uh, seems like he has kind of the same values. I mean, he wants to save people. He wants to build this place up, which obviously that's going to take people. So I thought if we are going to lose Morgan, they did a really good job of giving us another character, you know. Oh, they yeah. Did, they did it well. <laughs> yeah, which actually what's interesting about that is some of the reactions that I got on Reddit was it's, and it, you know, obviously it's not the nicest thing to have to say, but there is some value to the comment is that it's good to know that not everybody has plot armor, meaning, you know, people can still die. You know, it, it's it, the equivalent of what some people have said on Twitter about The Walking Dead World Beyond, and I had to kind of set them straight. A lot of people were angry, angry with the kids because, you know, they don't, they can't seem to put down walkers. Um, they're running away from them, all this stuff. They're not using the, I mean, the, the biggest comment was they're not using the walker guts. And I'm like, mm. guys, first of all, they haven't been able to kill a walker with which to use the walker guts. You know what I mean? So like, how are you going to do that if you don't have the guts with which to cover yourself? That's bone to pick number one. But then I kind of rolled it back and I said, look, the smartest advice you could ever give a kid or anybody really is to avoid the walkers. If you have to kill a walker, well, you're not always going to get it right the first time. The first time, probably. Let's all admit to ourselves. And I, the last comment I said to them was, let's be real here. We're all just pre-Rick Eugene's walking around the universe bullshitting ourselves into thinking we could survive this thing. Probably lying, che- lie, cheating and stealing our way through it, too. So, you know, let's be real here. And that got a chuckle out of him. So, but the, my, my point, yes, you can still get, you can still die in this world. And I think it's really protected. Yeah. I think it's important to remember how the, like, yes, you can get bitten by walkers. Yes. And you need to be reminded of that. And I get so frustrated with people who just like think they're the baddest ass motherfucker ever. And it's like, you're not better than Isaac. I'm watching this guy. Right. This guy is <laughs> 
tearing up these walkers. You know, ex ex marine. You're not ex marine. Come on, stop talking shit, okay? But interestingly enough, like the the contrapositive is true too. When you see Isaac tearing shit up and then he gets bit, that seems to resonate more with people. And they go, they go, well, it was good to see a character that we could get to like, and then also, you know, you know, he can get bit. And I think that's healthy. You know, I think it's healthy for people to see that, realizing it, and then like, yes, they're dangerous. Run away from them. Absolutely. I think you would see it more and more as people gain confidence too. Like, oh, walkers are nothing anymore. Yeah, that's the that's the minute you get bit when you are overconfident. Yeah. I want to go back to something that Charity said also that you know, Morgan refusing help from Isaac was kind of like a mirror image of the man refusing help from Morgan in 401 What's Your Story? So just to kind of paint the picture on that one, as Morgan, you know, in the week-long journey it took him to get to Texas, <laughs> he comes across this uh, Jeep Grand Wagoneer, this beige Jeep, uh, Jeep Grand Wagoneer, which we bring up in our coverage of uh, episode 401. And um, the guy's in his, in his, sleeping in the back and he's, you know, Morgan's trying to help him. You know, Morgan, who does not, who wants to avoid people, he sees a man and who's not doing so well. And the Morgan, and the man in the, the Grand Wagoneer um, basically tells him to fuck off. <laughs> And what Sharon is saying is it's the same, it's the same thing that, you know, Morgan's doing right now. Isaac is the Morgan right now. And Morgan is the one refusing the help. You know, oh, you know, I'll just, I mean, obviously it's a little different. Morgan just doesn't want to get him mixed up in whatever Virginia has. Virgin Negan, sorry, sorry, right. Virgin Negan um, uh, has in store for him. But, you know, in that respect, it's a lot like, in a weird way, Morgan is kind of like Rick in the pilot. Rick, Rick is stumbling across the street, Still, he's still like wrapped in bandages. He's still kind of like weak. You know, I don't know how many, how much fluids he's had or whatever, you know. And, you know, he's coming up to, to Morgan's house and close to and, uh, <laughs> and Dwayne hits him with a shovel. But like at the same time, Morgan is the one who finds him. And Isaac is kind of like Rick in the, oh, sorry, like Morgan in that respect where the roles are kind of reversed. And again, mirror images kind of reflecting each other. Morgan finds a cop car <laughs> with, with, with a gun. <laughs> and, um, and, oh, and, I love this edit that Sharon D put up. Um, she put the edit of Morgan next to um, Martha in the cop car that they kind of stole, like they drove away and near the end of the season. And then you see it again, you know, in the beginning of this episode, something about being strong and, you know, it's just a little callbacks to kind of bring you back. But I, I, I associated the cop car more with Rick than anything else. And Sharon D says, Morgan's wound is rough, also roughly in the same place as Martha's. Yeah, that's right. That little, and also just as like gangly and effective only if you remember and this is like something we had to point out when we're when we're doing our coverage of season four is that martha would do this thing where the wound was already kind of gross but she would like put herself i remember she went back to her husband's grave and like infested her wounds with maggots and you could see like the little maggots coming out of the the holes and stuff from the buckshot and it was, it was just kind of gross and so when you get and this is the, this is cool when um isaac takes morgan back to his water tower apartment <laughs> um <laughs> The first, the opening shot is like that, that oozing, like dripping, gooey, pussy wound. And I just thought that was so cool. It almost like, look, looked like it was sizzling in a way. It was like, it was just, just disgusting. Greg Nicotero saying more blood, more pus. <laughs> Right? More infection. Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of the shots in this episode were really well done too. The best shot that I saw in this episode was just after Morgan realizes that Isaac has passed and Rachel's relaying um, the new, well, the news and then Morgan's kind of going, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, right after that, you see this kind of like this wide shot of, of their, their shack and it's perfect. Um, Morgan's in the bed on the left. Like I'll, I'll point it towards you, like this imaginary scene. Morgan's on the left, you know, and then baby Morgan and Rachel 
Rachel, oh, baby Morgan, are on the, on the right. And then Rufus is kind of like in the middle, off to the left a little bit. And it's just perfect shot of, of three walls and, and the fourth wall, the, the figurative, but also... But also literal fourth wall is missing. And it almost looked like, and tell me if I'm wrong. Yes, Sharon D. She says it. She looks like the nativity a little bit. It's, it's kind of weird in that, in that sense. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> Sharon D's losing her mind right now. <laughs> the deluxe apartment. <laughs> oh, because I mentioned the water tower apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote tons of notes, but like, you know, they're like little details to help me remember. Like Demetrius Gross, I don't know if it was his choice. Um, the guy who plays um Emil. He says, uh, my dog was called hither. I'm like, I'm like, nobody talks like that. Okay? Nobody talks like that. I know you because his name is like Emil Emil Josiah LaRue, right? So okay, he's got that New Orleans, like almost Creole background, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking Definitely. to myself, they don't even talk like that. Come now. Don't even don't even mm-hmm. with me. Don't even with me. But I liked it. There's <laughs> <just liked> <laughs> something so grand about him that was just so sometimes you, you see a character that just kind of pops out on the screen and they and they, they want you to know they exist. And that was that was that character. That was definitely yeah, that I character. Do. I really I really hope we we see him back, you know, just other stuff he was doing or just I don't even care, you know? Yeah, just go with it, right? Somebody's trying to romance mm-hmm. you, are you gonna turn him down? <laughs> no. <laughs> if, he, if he's a attra- okay, let's be real here. If 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 somebody you find attractive, let's say a stranger, let's call it a stranger, is is romancing you, you'll indulge it just for a little while. You'll be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then at some point you go. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) But in the meantime, you're like, I'll allow it. (laughs) Right. Something to keep in mind, by the way, that Grace is not pregnant with Morgan's baby. Right. No, she was pregnant before any we even met her. Yeah, I kind of, you know what, and I'm only remembering it now, but I kind of wanted to bring up the photo of the guy that she slept with, because I feel like a picture of that guy was in the apartment that Morgan, I think Morgan was the one who went through that, through her apartment, her old apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that's where he fan, finds the um, the takeout menu. Yeah, I, and I for for a second I thought like maybe like, like oh, does Isaac look familiar? And wait, that's another thing too. Like, do you think there's any relevance for, to, for Emil saying to Isaac, do do I know you from somewhere? Uh, I took that as um, he recognized him as one of Jenny's rangers. Okay, there you go. There you go. That was how I took it. Tying it back together. <laughs> which, which, yes, should have sent Morgan some red flags too. But yeah. And I think he's had red flags the entire episode. He's like, what the, how are you pulling out these facts? Oh, I, I love how he just like so slowly, nonchalantly walks over to his <laughs> stick. And it's like, Ugh, The first time. Would you- yeah, the first <laughs> so funny yeah he's like uh wait what's what, what's yeah and isaac's going hey what's what's wrong <laughs> he's what, like what, what? <laughs> and he's like oh you're you're what's wrong <laughs> oh my god <sighs> poor isaac i couldn't imagine being in that position though you know being who he is knowing what he knows giving morgan just enough to trust him and it, ooh, that would i would not envy isaac's position there and, and his first offering was pickle chips i mean like pickle flavored potato chips yeah yeah you know what's funny? They're my favorite chips too. Really? <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, like I like them too. I kinda like the ketchup ones every once in a blue moon. If you ever get a chance to have them. It's pickle pickle chips or salt and vinegars. Yeah. You know what? When I was a kid, salt and vinegar, bane of my existence. As an adult, give me more. You ever find Silas that? Will smash the whole bag. Oh really? Oh really? Radish cheddar. Horseradish. Mm-hmm. That sounds good to me. 
get in my belly. I'm not a fan of horseradish, but with the cheddar, you've got me intrigued. I would try that. Yeah, do you find that like, okay, I didn't like lo- uh, bagels and lox and cream cheese when I was a kid. Gross. As an adult, yum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tons of stuff I would never eat as a kid I eat now. Oh, well, name a few. Because I know you have some, you still have some of those holdovers, though. Like things I do. You, you don't like. Um, off the top of my head, I would probably say um, spinach artichoke dip. Uh-huh. I never would have eaten that as a kid. Mm. Is, is it because it's now. too it's too creamy and the weird um, texture? The spinach. I wouldn't, oh. I wouldn't touch it because of the spinach. <laughs> then I tried some and I'm like, oh, this is like 90% cheese. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. Well, what was my consternation? Why did I get, why didn't I not have this when I was younger? That's yep. all the time I could have had spinach artichoke <laughs> dip in my life. You know, right. like so much time wasted. I have to say this out loud. I feel a little off. It's the thing is, is that like, I like this episode so much. Let's, let's do this from a top down kind of way. A lot of what's going on here is Morgan trying, well, Morgan is essentially dying pretty much, not just in a literal sense, like he's mm-hmm. dying in a figurative sense as well. And for a second there, when he's fighting Emil near the end, Emil gets his thumb in his wound, right? In his Martha, yeah. in his Martha wound. And it was really rough. You're like, you see, you see Morgan grit his teeth and stuff like that. And you're like, Arr! and he's really selling this shit too. I was waiting and, for him to pass out. Well, here's the thing. It, it almost for a second, if not for him making some noise, like it almost looks like he's dead in that moment. Like he pushed it so hard that the bullet went into his, you know, what Isaac oh, mentioned yeah. is his artery. Um, That's right. And it kind of looks like he's dead. You know, Sharon is even saying, oh my God, that made me, that made me cringe so hard. And I, more than cringe, I felt like this is it. This is it. It's over in a way, you know, like that feeling that you get like, okay, he's getting out of this. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That, that the little <laughs> that niggle of doubt in the like that just crawls up your ear and wants to burrow into your brain saying he's dying that was in, in my head too yep and so what if that what if that was the case because at that point from that point right before right before um emil is about to bring down his axe morgan finally lifts up his stick and you feel like he is someone else the, let me give you the sequence too he brings down the axe. Morgan Morgan holds up his stick, you know, blocks it up, parries it. And as in, in Emil is trying to basically get the stick, you know, get his axe away from him in the process of keeping the keeping the axe away from him, the stick breaks right at the end and it creates a little jagged piece. OK, so Morgan's stick is broken again. Now he Morgan sweeps the leg. Emil goes down backwards. And Morgan shoves his stick into his heart. Sharon, he says, he, he looks at the letter before he puts the stick up. So the letter mm-hmm. is to the side of him. It's open. And he, pulls, yeah, and he pulls the stick up, probably seeing that, yeah, the message is just live. You know, just live. And then we'll see what happens, right? And this is what I, happens. He, he, I feel like he becomes someone else. What's, what's interesting that's happening here is that what you may have missed, Isaac just before that. Well, okay, Morgan is saying to him, to Isaac, you know, I'm not going to make it. So you have to do it. You have to gather my people. I'm going to die here. And Isaac pulls up his shirt and says, that can't happen. Not exactly, but says, I can't do that because of this. So you're going to have to live long enough to do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And he says something along the lines of it. The, the point wasn't to get me here. It was to get you here. Yeah. Isaac says to Morgan. Because Morgan said, maybe the whole purpose was for me to get you here, not just to right. make a place for my, my kid, mm-hmm. which is fair. I mean, like Morgan often finds himself doing, trying to do one thing, a like run away or run towards something with a specific agenda in mind. And he just gets sidetracked. Meaning the thing he gets sidetracked with is way, has way more meaning is way more 
more important. And then, mm-hmm. but you know, and, and stubbornly we've seen this in the past is that Morgan will opt to do the thing that he intended to do rather than the thing that's in front of him that he could be doing, you know, like, okay, finding Henry, he decides to do something else. You know, he's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm stubbornly <laughs> not doing that. You know, I lose people, I lose myself, etc. Um, And now I feel like, because I see him struggle with this, you know, no, I have to stick to my plan. I have this water tower. This is what I'm going to do. I have the medicine. I can stay alive long enough to see this through. And then maybe I can do something else or die. Um, But <laughs> or then die. You, see, you see by the end of the episode that it's not enough for Morgan to change. In a way, he had to kill himself in a, in a way he had to he had to decide not to be the same like hell is repetition right and i feel like we see this every now and again morgan every now and again and you see this kind of at the beginning of the episode is like morgan is in that mode where i lose people i lose myself and you know stay away from me i don't need your help i don't want you get, getting mixed up with me i only bring people pain etc same it feels like the same old morgan even though he's not crazy he's not there he's still got his faculties by the end of the episode he's dead the, the he has to decide to be something else like isaac said i changed you can change too i stopped being a ranger and working you know paying the price of trying to of, of trying to keep a safe environment for my wife and future child you can change too you can change morgan you don't have to be the same thing for that for them you don't have to be anything for them you don't have to do things a certain way right and so and so sharon is saying tbh the emile morgan fight was better than the beta fight <laughs> Um, but more importantly, uh, she says he had to die to live. And I think there's something to that because what we see by the end of the episode is not only did he take the ax, he's wearing all of Emile's clothing, he's riding his horse and he has his dog. So he is literally being somebody else who that person is going to be. I can give you insights into, um, from some of the sneak peeks for one, one flash of a frame in the sneak peeks. I can tell you who Eric thinks he is. Who is he? Momo. <laughs> he is Momo. <laughs> It's like from Ghostbusters too. Morgan Jones is dead. You're dealing with Momo now. <laughs> or Spanky McMomo nuts. Spanky McMomo nuts. That's a it's a little behind the scenes. Actually, that, that was from episode one oh two, if you missed that. Spanky, Mc, Spanky McButternuts at dinner parties. I, I like the name Rufus because um, Sharon D says Rufus means red or bloody in Latin. Okay. There's another shot that I really, really liked or a sequence, let's say. Um, Morgan is out coming out to meet Emil and on the way to meeting Emil, you hear um, Rachel moaning and, you know, about to give birth. So meaning life. You see Emil ahead of him, meaning death and Morgan's in the middle. And there's this weird thing going on with, because I'm looking at the captions. I'm like, Rachel moaning, Emil speaking. And and Morgan just gre- greeting this in the middle, like what it does he choose, right? And clearly, I mean, clearly he chooses himself, actually. But but there's something about having both of these that may actually mean that. And what we see in the episode is he kills Emil. This is something that he doesn't do. Morgan doesn't kill people, generally mm-hmm. speaking. And so well, you're right, Morgan doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> and so, oh right, Mor- Morgan's not here right now. <laughs> Can I take a message? Yep. Yeah, Morgan moved out. Um, but what do you think See, that's going I, to mean? That's what I took as you're not dealing with Morgan anymore because Morgan doesn't kill people. Morgan doesn't do that. So I have to become something else <laughs> that's willing to, that can kill people. Honestly, <laughs> it just makes me think of the um, the opening of um, Arrow where he's oh. like, I, I had to go away to become something else, to be something else. I don't, he has this whole like little thing. And yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that's what it sounded like to me that Morgan was like going through. I had to become something else to do what I need to do. 
So that <laughs> right, right. But can <laughs> we be? My brain can we be real here? Like Arrow is one of those shows I just simply had to stop watching. It just. Oh, I love Arrow. You shut your face. I know. I watched. <laughs> can I tell? You, I watched it for five seasons, and I'm like, I watched it for eight. That, so there you go. You know, and that's the thing. Like I, after a while, I was like, listen, listen, listen. You only came onto this <laughs> podcast. Uh, what was it? A year and a half ago, about now. Okay. Something I, like that. I, at a year and a half. At a year and a half on you. <laughs> Okay, so like it was starting to eat into my like productivity, right? I was watching ah. all I was watching all these WB shows. I was watching whatever the fuck, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, everything. I was watching everything. And I realized one thing. If I just took out all the WB shows, ah. I ha- I have a fuller life. I'm just saying it right well, now. You, could, you you need to take out Game of Thrones to have a fuller life <laughs> in general. <laughs> there are only eight episodes a season. Come on, man. In Game of Thrones? Are you serious? A season, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It- oh my god. Everything every time I find out something new about this show, it makes me hate it more and more <laughs> and more. <laughs> How can you even call it a show? Oh my god. Sharon wants to talk about the keys they're looking for. Mm, okay. She's saying that the keys that they're oh. looking for uh, are for nuclear nuclear equipment on the sub. Good leap. I will say that I did read what the key actually said because I could because I got the half Luton technology. Yeah, um, my, my screen was not good enough to get anything off that key. I knew you would, though. It, it, <laughs> it was a rough read, but there's not much to, to go on. But it, it, go, it does go to the nature of what this key could be for. It says no duplicates registered. Now, that could mean it's a... I don't even think it would be a... Po- uh, not a post office box. A bank deposit box. Because I think both the bank and the, the person have that key, right? So it would be something that you couldn't legally duplicate. Like, literally, <laughs> you couldn't. I know. I like what um, Sharon D says about Jenny's reaction when she opens the box and finds Emile's head instead of um, Morgan. Yeah. Right. That that few seconds watching her emotions change on her face, She that was really good. That, that was, was really good. That's a moment for Colby Minifee too. Like, yes, there's something yes. about how she played. First of all, let's let's go even just after she opens the box. What's the first thing that she does? Addresses Morgan. No, no, no. She laughs. Oh, oh. Well, sure. I love <laughs> I love that choice because I was laughing too. I was kind of like mm-hmm. it's like. Oh, this guy just doesn't fucking die. I love that choice. You could easily have done the Freddy cat. Oh, what was me thing? Like, or whatever. But there's just something about like having that position of power, seeing what this one guy managed to do after being shot nearly to death. And then she laughs. And I just love that choice. It just makes so much sense. I'm laughing with her. Yeah. And then of course she, she buttons up and she's like, fuck this. I don't need to tell him you're dead because if you ever show your face around here again, if you, if you, if I even hear you, your words on their lips. They are dead. Dead like Madison. Dead. That's right. Dead as Madison. Dead as Madison. <laughs> Never to return. Although <sighs> Gimple just pulled another boner <laughs> saying um, saying that he's not ruled out Madison Clark being on Tales of the Walking Dead, which basically made everybody splooge all over the internet because, I mean, at least on Reddit, <laughs> because they kind of wanted to come back and be the badass Madison. And then somebody has to come in, only if Erickson does it. If Erickson does it, it'll be great. But if anybody else does it, it'll be bad. Be, be stupid and i had to tell him <laughs> calm your horses um a lot of the times when you do like a tales of like a side kind of and you know a series not a series what are they called um i guess they're kind of anthologies too like one-offs they're usually not given to the original showrunners they're given to people who can make certain specific changes to make them more exciting and not the same old you know obviously you have the same spirit of the character but you don't have the same character maybe and sharon is saying give Col- yeah. give colby minifee the uh the emmy now uh, she's this she's 
meteoric. I mean, mm-hmm. between her performance and the boys and this, yeah. awesome. I'm with Sh- I'm with Sharon to hear if they do bring Madison back, we need to find out how they survive the dam. That's what many people are saying too. Yep. I'm almost like not interested. Think about it this way. That seems like a very complicated task to perform, to, to kind of go through the whole damn story. Like, what happened after the dam? And most people say, if you're going to go through the dam, what happened to the Proctors? And if you're going to go through the Proctors, what happened to Kalataka Walker? And if you go through that, then you have to do this and you have to do that. I'm like, okay, okay, calm down. I mean, you're not going to get everything you want. You're not. It's a one-off. It's, it's going to be an hour long. It has to have a beginning, middle, and end, probably. So you are undoubtedly going to be unsatisfied if you have that attitude. My guess it's is is it's maybe going to show her last moments at the in the, at the diamond. I'd be willing to watch that with with some cuts to maybe the dam after the dam. You know, maybe some past scenes before the fall. We don't know. Like her la her literally her life flashing before her eyes, and that, and it could make us feel even better, even not even better, like okay with the way she went that de- when she well, the way she went out. Because the number one complaint, either way you fall on the Madison like or dislike scale, is that we didn't see a body or mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. You know. You could hate her, but say, I'm not satisfied until she's ashes. You know, it's sort of like until I see, oh, that's a bit of her hair or Walker Madison. You know what I mean? Um, She's the only person I'm willing to admit is dead without having seen her body. (laughs) There you go. There you go. And I think Sharon feels the same way. Um, (laughs) Sharon is saying a mirror of her survival at the dam slash death at the diamond, which basically, yeah, basically what I was trying to say, the sort Mm -hmm. of like reconciliation, right? Of the person she was just after and then just near the end. And, and she concludes by saying, and this is coming from not a Madison fan. (laughs) Well, let's finish our thought about Virginia though threatening Morgan and then Morgan says Morgan Jones is dead and you're dealing with someone else now. I like the and though. It's like Morgan Jones is dead and you're dealing with someone else now. Meaning you you basically dug your own grave. You may have killed Morgan Jones but you but but somebody worse is left in his place. I kind of want to dovetail that to the sneak peeks because one of the flashes near the end of the sneak peek is Morgan swings his axe and hits what looks like someone living, not someone dead. Oh. And and, and like a reflection of that. And and obviously Sharon saying walker texas ranger <laughs> in response to morgan's outfit which again is just yeah. to remind everybody it's emile's outfit that he's taken on himself and this kind of reflects also the same the next scene which is next flash which is june pounding on someone from the top or i think it was either that or cpr i can't remember what it was matched with another flash of the oil feeds fields exploding so general you know violence you know and explosions i do hope that morgan go, chooses to go by a different name or or have some different moniker because when you say morgan jones is dead you can't continue to call yourself Morgan Jones. Maybe. I mean, I like the idea of what he's saying to Virginia. Like, he's almost, he's not even saying it to her. He's saying it to himself. He needs to be something else than what, than what he's been. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mo Jones. Mo Jones. Just, I'm Mo I mean, Jones. Maybe, even if he says, you know, I don't have a name, I'd even be satisfied with that. But to say Morgan Jones is dead and then continue to call yourself Morgan Jones, I don't like, I don't like that. I don't well, like the idea of that. You know, you know what I like even less? I like, I like even less the idea that he isn't he wouldn't be using the name morgan jones because the idea of morgan jones the idea of him is so powerful that isaac is moved to to leave the rangers the idea of him as like pseudo leading this group was enough to help a lot of people the person that helped him out sure who, who he but happened he's to not reach morgan jones. 
anymore. Right, no, he's not you, that person. But you know what I mean, like I do, why, I do. And why Morgan would you Jones relinquish that name? Always, Morgan Jones will always be that symbol. He he's got to give up the name because he's not that person anymore. Hmm. I think I see what you mean. The name can live on, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah. And it could be in people's mouths, but he has to be himself something else. Yeah, I can yeah. accept that. Oh God, he's now, Rick Grimes. <laughs> like Sharon D says, he's Rick Grimes. Okay, is this the new? It's Madison. <laughs> He's Madison. Yeah, so, oh, I hope he introduces himself as his, himself as Madison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but what I mean is like Morgan rips off his mask and it actually is Rick Grimes. Right. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. What if that was oh. real? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, oh, you want to know where Rick was all this time? He he's he's had like a mistaken identity. Like, um, was an identity crisis, and he's actually Morgan. We'd be in an episode of Scooby Doo if that were the case. Oh, it was old man Withers the whole time, the entire time. <laughs> And I would have gotten away if it wasn't for you, for you, I don't know, Rangers like and, and that, and that dog Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> and your stinking dog Rufus. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, so what? My point is though that um, when Morgan is swinging his axe and hitting this live person, I think we're gonna start to see that Morgan is even more okay with killing that we than we thought. And I'm not sure what that means. You know, is he gonna? Is that his way forward? Is is violence maybe taking out Rangers here and there gonna be his <sighs> forward path? I know it doesn't, and that's weird. Like you kind of like it, but you also kind of like I don't want him to lose his soul in the process, in the pursuit of that's. That's exactly where my head is. I do like the idea of this, you know, killing machine Morgan, but then at, at, at the same time, I'm like, but that's really not good for him. Yeah. And not good for us, too. <laughs> oh, it's great for us. Are you kidding? We get to watch it. <laughs> right. But I, you know what? Now that you're mentioning it, who does that kind of remind you of, though? Of one of your favorite characters being a killing machine, mm -hmm. Beta. No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> prior to Beta, he definitely lost his way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, no, your favorite character, Carol, in a way. And and who have we said always oh, yeah. is kind of like a mirror of, they're mirrors of each other in some ways. They kind of snake Carol in and, and Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Carol and Morgan have always kind of had this opposite, you know, character thing going on. Yeah, absolutely. And and we even saw Carol way back when, um, you know, when she was trying to keep track of all the humans she killed. And having this crisis too, right? Mm -hmm. Like of mm -hmm. conscience. Like, what did I have to be to be a, a survivor? And I had to be this. So, and Morgan has yeah. the same problem, like with the, between the clearing, between finding some sort of balance, balance, and then coming back and having issues with killing. And so I, I kind but I kind of like what's going on here. I still don't, I feel like the way this is going so far, I have nothing to back this up except for the feeling I, the way I see him on that horse talking to Jenny, there's something of, of, he knows what he has to do. He knows who to be, but I don't think he's lost himself. It's just a feeling as there's nothing based in reality to this opinion, but I feel like everything he does from this point, it's going to be over his usual limit, but I think he's going to rubber band back somehow. Oh, hopefully the ends will justify the means. I think that would be enough to bring him back, right? If he goes through all of this and then he's able to save his people, he can say it was worth it. Hopefully. Yeah. He's like a D&D &D character, kind of like what Sharon is saying, like a D&D &D character who's like chaotic good, let's say. And she's saying he's always been one extreme or the other. And now he's in the middle, which I is why I'm getting this feeling. She says they also, they got, they got rid of the gray filter and gave us a gray Morgan or a morally gray <laughs> yeah. Morgan, which by the way, I, I like the visuals. I mean, like we're, we are in a setting where it's not, 
you know, too green. It's not too gray. It's not too blue. It's not too um, warm. Uh, it's real. We're in the real world now. Yeah. <laughs> it almost started that way, though. If you when you see the opening sequence with Morgan in the limo, it does have a little bit of that blue tinge. And yeah. but then well, he but then he comes out of it. All of um, Fear the Walking Dead has a very diluted look to it. I mean, they suck almost all the color out of every episode, <laughs> except when it's intentional, right? Like in the past right. scenes in season four, right? The, like Madison and Nick laying in the flowers. <laughs> that, that was real bright and beautiful. He just had to go there. <laughs> The, the one overall thing I will say about this episode, because it keeps popping up in my notes, is how good certain shots are. Going back to Morally Gray Morgan, when he sees the walkers in the distance and decides to pick up the axe instead of the stick, there's this really clever shot of him looking at Walker head <laughs> Emil, and Emil almost looks angry at him. Like, <laughs> don't you dare fucking touch my axe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this nice shot like as he's looking at the walker head just before that he's looking directly into the camera as if he's looking at you is it what would you do would you pick up the broken stick like i did last yeah. season and and try to work with it or would you work with this almost like negan's bat looking axe too by the way the way it's wound up sure yeah know? it's got yep. it's got little little it's metal like, twine whatever when morgan stepped towards the camera and was was looking at us um i mean obviously the, the first thing i noticed was how much clear more clear his eyes were so i thought okay we're seeing him healed healthy recovering this is this is uh you know the new morgan right right healed up or whoever chooses to be antibiotics <laughs> yeah i mean or like yeah exactly or chooses to be and again i have to remind everybody this is what isaac said you can change you, yeah. know, you don't you don't have to be the same way you were with these people you can be another way mm -hmm. and still help them because again morgan single sing, like single drive he's going for a thing and he doesn't bend usually and so having heard that the advice from a, a dear friend who helped him out whose purpose was to fulfill like to realize that you that your words just your words and actions affected people so greatly that not only he left like tom i think tom remember when tom died in last season that mm -hmm. helped him too janice is along with our group too you know <laughs> not and sharon says not the tax man the axe man get it right <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about the guys at the end slash the beginning right the beginning is the end the guys who are doing the graffiti on the submarine mm -hmm. um if you look at the sneak peeks and we'll go through them but one in particular that i want to look at is the two to three mannequin masked people right now i think those guys i think those guys who are spray painting are the people behind the masks okay you get hints of that because i feel like i feel like they're going for the keys and what better way to go for the keys than the people who have keys as their flag you know if yeah. you're if you're gonna find they, the key they could all be um you know ex-rangers who maybe formed a group and so they know about the keys and are trying to get them yeah and i don't know if they've been waiting for walter especially or not um or yeah walter yeah especially that could have been his key right maybe mm -hmm. and and do the keys have meaning because if you look at victor saransky it looks very wonky it doesn't look like it would open anything practical but if you look at some <laughs> of the other ones like Ginny's key is famously it looks like one of those old style keys that opens up a i don't know like a like an old door or a you know like an, an old old door that has no specific groove pattern it's just that one little nubbin it's like a skeleton key well yeah essentially yeah you could put it in any door and because mm -hmm. the door itself is stupid you know it just has one of the <laughs> it has one of those deadbolts and nothing else this is before okay. doors had security <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or like even like a like a jewelry box or like a bureau, that kind of key. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nothing fancy. Anything anybody you could open it with like a screwdriver, whatever. Um 
But as you as the season goes on, you're going to notice that a lot of the keys that these rangers have, they don't look like anything like the other. You know, wondering what that means going forward, I don't know. But we'll uh, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. Maybe it's completely arbitrary. Maybe it's just like a visual representation of what this person is, right? But the interesting thing about Morgan, the key that Morgan has finally picked up from Emil, aka and also via Walter, is it looks completely different because it has the "Do not duplicate" you know message on it. That yeah, that those keys are very specific to something. And I've worked places where I had you know one of those keys, and uh, so yeah, it's good. It, that one anyway has to go to something. It can't just be a symbol, right? It has to go to something very important. And um, mm -hmm. and as and as Sharon D actually notes. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> well, I'll get to the one thing, but yeah. as, she, as she notes, is episode four or five is named The Key, which is oh, also nice. which is also the same name of an episode in season eight, I think, of The Walking Dead, you know, The, the Key to the Future. Mm. I think that one was called The Key as well, if I'm not okay. mistaken. So it's, I don't know if that has any interplay, but we'll find out. But um, but then she says, oh, yeah, the, the, the key that Virginia has. Yeah, it's a key to her diary, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear diary, I tried to kill Morgan. Again. It, did, it didn't take a game. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I am so sad. The hmm. end. <laughs> I'll talk to you tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, see you tomorrow. <laughs> Question mark parentheses. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh my god! Like that kind of half-hearted optimism, right? Like I know I might die. <laughs> so let's go through the sneak peeks. Um, Virginia speaking to Lawton, uh, the, the town Lawton, and uh, she says we're all here for the same thing. Flash to John Dory in the background. Well, John Dory's in the background speaking while she's speaking, and then cut to Alicia and Saran in cuffs. And it's probably because the I think it was the opening minutes where one of the Rangers is is coming up to them and saying that that the shit, literal shit that they're burning, the guts, the poop, um, is wafting into town they're like i'm trying to have lunch you know i don't want to I, I don't want to smell shit when i'm trying to eat lunch and then and, but the cool thing about that opening sequence is that uh strand is just giving it to this guy he's like you know what i you know i'm i'm burning your shit you know <laughs> you know if you if you don't want us to do it you can do it yourself and he goes and he steps out of althea's van because he's an althea swat fan steps out and he goes you want to say that to me again i said strand i love it classic strand if if you don't if if you want us to not do it you can do it yourself and then he throws it and it's just like guts and like brown guts and goo and watery ugh, gross right on his shoes and that's where it kind of cuts out but you can see that they're probably in cuffs because of that incident in this flash ah. virginia continues on with her speech people need to feel safe as residents are it pans to a shot of residents doing their part sweeping porches and carrying bales of hay because that's what that means right oh and then this really quick flash of a wolf dog barking like really quick and then she continues on and we're going to make sure that they do you know people need to feel safe um and a clear okay a freshly killed resident is face planted it's facing the camera right and it's it's face is against barbed wire while walkers are eating it and then oh. you actually see the guy turning and half his face is eaten off too like it's like a fresh human turning walker yeah and and it's just absolutely gross and great at the same time and then a ranger's running from behind him towards the body so something's going on here somebody's causing some chaos Ooh. either in Lawton or one of the other settlements mm -hmm. and then Virginia continues on and example will need to be made and then two individuals with the mannequin masks that i was mentioning before one points a gun at the camera 
And the third, maybe, could be the mm. second one, takes a half-naked woman with a black hood over her head. We don't know who that is. Um, Wes, oh, and then following the example needs to be made, Wes is in a cot screaming in pain, looking up. Uh-oh. Okay, Morgan, now cut to Morgan. You hear him in the background saying, my friends are inside Virginia's communities. And it, sh- it shows Althea uh, being held back by Dwight with an axe, you know, just behind him in, in like some bath, a dark bathroom, just being lit by their lamps. So mm. the, like that little horror element, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like dark and the lamps kind of make a tingy green in the dark. Okay, flash of Daniel Salazar and then another, just looking up and another flash of June with oil slicked hair and like oil like on her forehead as well. That's uh, famously Sharon D uh, put that up, uh, you know, Blazy Gardner on Instagram, obviously. Morgan continues on. We'll find everybody. Alicia is out on an obs deck. You know, you see her from behind and Charlie's inside with a clipboard in front of her uh, and an unknown woman. I think it's Alicia, but I'm not sure. Uh, and she goes, and go where? And it shows another shot of Alicia looking out with binoculars and the next scene cuts to the three man. Remember the pre- the teaser where you see the three mannequin faced masked um, people oh, on horseback. Yeah. As, as Swati's trying to shoot them with the guns, but they can't because they're too close. Um, uh, someone in a forty one jumpsuit says, and "This is another shot." Is trying to save another one from walkers underneath a garage door. So there's one person, an older gentleman, who is like going ah, and then forty one jumpsuit. I think it may be Strand is trying to pull him, but walkers are kind of pulling him under the garage door. A little more horror element here. Ooh. Uh, exactly. Who knows? Um. Seems futile, I wrote. <laughs> um, really? Okay, this is the this is the Rachel reaction that you would normally get. Okay, really, really gross walkers. Really gross. I red eyeballs bulging out. Like as if like some it's like a cartoon choked, you know, like kind of a choke yeah. kind of thing. And then their eyes they're like red with dark eyes in the middle. Um <laughs> uh, and like really gross and like mangled, you know, like bare chested, etc. Um and they're walking walking into this red, red lit house or something like that. Um, and, um, oh, and it, it includes in the back. So one of the front, the walkers out front has like antlers on the front of them. Do you remember oh, that? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. And if you catch it, like, and it's here, it's not on, on the head. It's here, like okay. across the, the, the chest, but the, you could see in the back, um, as, as they enter in, there's one with the, the antlers on the head. Okay. Like, that, that must w- be the one we saw. That w- we were describing as a demon. Right. <laughs> like, oh my God. We, it's, knew, it's a demon. we knew, we knew it was not a demon. In right. fact, we probably said somehow got antlers out of it, but it did look demonic. Right, it was that was terrifying. You don't have the luxury of a pause button when you're right. when you're seeing the commercial <laughs> on an episode of The Walking Dead. Right. And you're like, "Damon! <laughs> Damon! I swear to God." <laughs> It's the devil. It's, it's, the, it's the devil himself. <laughs> okay, the same woman, the unknown woman who says, we don't have much time. And then Charlie is being almost falling back into a bunch of walkers behind her. So that looks dangerous. You know, she's like, kind of like, whoa. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's Char- it's a little girl. Anyway, let's move on. It's Charlie. And it, and there's another quick shot of John having to shoot someone. Um, Person? It looks like he's, he's he's pointing his gun down or it's he's looking down and he's, he's looking down like this and then you hear a pop and you see a flash of light. Is he shooting a person or could it be a walker? Well, he's close up here. Uh-huh. He's looking down. It looks like he has time. It looks like almost like an execution. Ooh. You know, like like he's like... Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You see All him right. from chest up. Ooh. And and he's looking down. He has like this face of kind of like almost pain, but also like like it's come to this kind of thing. And then like he tilts his head a little bit with his eyes closed and then you hear like a... You, you hear a pop and you see the flash. Of, Maybe it's Ginny. Of a gun 
shot. Maybe he's killing Ginny. Maybe. And you know what? Maybe. That, that would be interesting. Then... Wait, that's just for the next episode, though, right? Not the rest of the season. Well, we don't know. I mean, oh, okay. I, I, I didn't hear in the next episode because that seems like a lot for an anthology episode, right? So it could be one of those things like after the first episode, it gives you kind of like a, which they've done before, that gives you kind of like a, a view of like the next eight episodes or even 16, you know, like these di- various shots from all these different episodes. I don't think they're all going to be in the next one. No, and Sharon D, I don't think... Should I put June down? Oh, no. I don't think, uh, dear God, if he has to put June down, I'll stop watching the show. Ooh. I don't know. I'd be compelled to want to know why. I'll, I'll say that much, but I don't... Well, if she, had, if she had turned. I don't know why you would... Oh, well. Well, that's... See, that I would hope that he would, right? And if that's the oh. case, I could see why he'd be so... Co- I mean, I could see an idol oh. why he wouldn't want to execute someone, you know? Oh, that just made my stomach hurt so bad. But, you know, it's so out of my brain. It's so not in my head. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me that it, it doesn't register. Like, you'd have to, to get... To keep him compliant? I mean... That seems like a... Ugh. See, I, there ha- there would have to be build-up to get to that point. And we don't have any context. So right. this is why I can't... I can't... I'm not there. I'm not... A, I'm not... I don't worry without reason. You know, like, I, I know that in order to keep John compliant, you'd have to keep June safe. Period. Even or if he doesn't... Her, take her off the board. But then you'd have a loose cannon. For sure. There's no way. There's no way. That's true. If they lost June, they'd have to put John down. John would rather <laughs> die in a blaze of gory. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay. All right. I feel better now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's limits. There's limits to how far you can push John. And John can be pushed. We've seen it. He can be pushed pretty far before he'll snap. Mm-hmm. Oh, Strand, Alicia, and Janice are armed with like assault looking rifles. Um, Still in their work jumpsuits. Strand says, we have enough. <laughs> Guns. Uh, and this is the Morgan swing his axe. June pounds someone on someone from up top. It looks either like CPR or she's actually beating on someone. Um, <laughs> the oil fields are exploding and Morgan shaved and groomed looks down at the key and asks himself what do you unlock mm. so he's all so okay morgan texas ranger i guess eventually does not be texas ranger so mm. sharon he goes don't get me started on blaze blaze of gory or glory i think i'm gonna leave it here look we did our best with this and i'll with the magic of editing, hopefully we can get something salvageable because I felt a little off. But that's not to say that this episode wasn't great. It gave us so much. It didn't tell us anything more, but it gave us a window into where this is going to go, as all maybe first episodes do. Because a lot of the things are self-explanatory. A lot of things we had to kind of pick out, you know, and kind of further expand on, but not much. It just kind of happens. I'm eager to see what, what the actual next fucking episode is. It looks like it's going to be an Alicia Strand episode from the first look. Yeah, Sharon says, I think we covered most of it. Yeah, we certainly had enough notes but at the same time not a lot to say i mean rotters we've heard that word before in the universe by the way rotters mm-hmm. uh, i think it was at the hospital if i'm not mistaken Grady Memorial. i know we've heard it before yeah. yeah i know we have yeah like as long as you're dying or choose to die help me isaac says yeah i mean I, and I, let's leave off with the one line that i really really liked um that isaac says to um that morgan actually says to isaac he says why would you do that for me oh no morgan said yeah morgan says to isaac why would you do that for me why would you take care of why, why would you take care of me he says you get to you get me to my family i'll take care of yours and that like stern look that that self-assured confident look that this is what he's meant to do even though we all don't trust him yet when you look back on that moment it's like fuck you believe it mm-hmm. this yeah. is this is your fault morgan you didn't know it at the time and i think this holds true for most people but you gave him something to work with oh. yeah and with that everybody thank you for joining us tonight if you like what you heard rate this podcast.com slash squawking dead five stars in the neckplant is all we need to hear to let us know that you loved us well but you can add some more if you 
like. Uh, and if you'd like to support the show, ko-fi.com slash squawking dead. That's coffee.com slash squawking dead. Um, follow us there. Create an account. Just follow us there. And if you see something you like, throw us a coffee. It costs less than a cup of coffee and you'll get 30 days of access, but you can subscribe to a cup of coffee a month and the party will keep on rolling. Join us in these recordings. Get the unedited recordings and just live. <laughs>